Hi, this is Zenith Pasha. I am a clinical psychologist at the Indus Academy Senior Section. Welcome to the podcast, Coping with Anxiety. How can parents recognize an anxious teen child or anxiety disorder in young teens? Well, when children through conversation revert to the negative side of what might could happen, who will be there? Will I get hurt? If I do that, it might be too dangerous. In addition, the major feature of an anxious children is that they might avoid doing something that they might get hurt and things might go wrong. Can parents do anything to prevent such anxiety from developing? Well, yes, of course they can. Let's talk about rewards. The rewards approach allows for us to recognize teens' effort. Be careful not to react with disappointment or punishment if the results aren't perfect. Make sure that your rewards are meaningful. If they are important to your teen, they will help to motivate your child. Praise small accomplishments. Let them plant seeds along the way and encourage them to do so. Next. Teach coping skills. Help your child develop healthy independence and confidence. Allow him or her to try new things, go to new places, and to learn to make mistakes. Allow him or her to struggle on his or her own. This way of learning will last longer and confidence will grow even faster. Next, model coping and problem solving in difficult situations. By having open-end conversations on the snack table, parents can talk about their own struggles as a teenager and how they used positive coping strategies like playing board games, playing cricket, learning a language, or learning an instrument perhaps, or even meditation to guide them in managing their anxiety levels. Children see, children do. Be the example you want to see in them. Next, encourage facing up to difficult challenges. Anxious teens will tend to avoid certain situations. If you allow that avoidance to interfere with their daily lives, this could actually reinforce the anxiety related to the situation. Some avoidance behaviors have become a pattern. It will take time to encourage your child to deal with rather than avoid these situations altogether. Your support and guidance will help your teen begin to meet and accept these challenges with self-compassion. Number five, set up rules and consequences for behaviors ahead of time so that there's no arguing about them. Remember to pick and choose important areas for structure and punishment and reward should fit that behavior. Be consistent with providing consequences. All caretakers in the house should be consistent in adjusting the rules for discipline. Number six, validate the anxiety and don't dismiss it. Let your child know that you understand that he or she is feeling significant distress and that you will be there for them to help whenever needed, but that you are there to help them problem solve and cope, not to avoid the situation altogether. Number eight, 
Reinforce practicing relaxation exercises and provide your teen a quiet place in the patio, the garden, the balcony, or next to a window with light. Light is very therapeutic. It also has components of, of the vitamin D. Number nine, stay calm when your child becomes anxious about a situation or event. Think positive. When you think positive, your teen will also think positively. Teens are looking for role models whom they can learn and develop into strong, mature individuals in society. Be a legacy for your children. Number 10. Modify expectations during stressful periods, especially during the pandemic, and plan for transitions. For example, if your child needs extra time in the morning to wake up for his classes online, then you can have additional time to minimize the stress for the child. Now, we have said a lot about providing coping strategies for anxiety, children. But what about parents? Do parents have anxiety? Well, of course they do, and it's perfectly normal. So how can we help parents to manage their own anxiety? Well, I have a few tips for you as well. Number one, try to incorporate some structure in your routine. This could include your sleeping cycles, your wake-up cycles, errands, any type of cooking that you do throughout the day, your relaxation, and time for recreation. If you set up a time, you will be organized throughout the day. Number two, invest your time to organize and declutter the closets and the spaces. These could also include workstations from where you work. This will allow you to feel good about yourself. A clean and tidy workspace allows for a clean and tidy mind to start the day. Number three, self-care. So a focus on prayer, you know, meditation, talking to a friend, perhaps from college, or even yoga, and even the most important, giving compassion to others. This could include a sick neighbor or perhaps an elderly family member who needs welfare and this is much appreciated in the pandemic. So when you call and nurture these elderly people, they feel much wanted, appreciated, and also they feel loved, which is so important. Next is positive affirmations. Positive affirmations is very important. You can stick positive affirmations and sticky notes in your mirror, or in your diary or journal with positive quotes to start your day with an intention and purpose. This allows for us to create more meaningful interactions throughout the day. And last but not least is limit your use for news. Anything, anything negative or tragic that makes you feel anxious about the present and the future. Instead, you can pick up a book from your favorite book author or watch a comedy show or a favorite musical tune or instrument, including anything that brings back old, old memories, um, including a classical tune from your college years. You can even perhaps share these tunes with your children and talk to them about how they bring back old memories. Well, thank you for watching and stay tuned for my next podcast. Thank you once again. Bye.